0: The following program was pre recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. We don't need no education.
1: We don't need no
2: control.
3: Get ready to take notes because school is now in session. Tackling the biggest issues in education, this is Education America. Save the Classroom, Save the Country. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Mark Durkin. Hey, teacher, in
0: and welcome to Education America, where we are taking steps to save the classroom so that we can save the country. Come along with us tonight and every Saturday night here at 6 p.m. on AM 1280 to the Patriot, where K-12 education is the playing field. And as the 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, so rightly stated, he said that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. I'm Mark Durkin, joined again by my co-host and founder of Liberty Classical Academy, Rebecca Hagstrom. As critical race theory continues to grow as it's permeating every aspect of American society, there's also a grassroots movement that is fighting back here in Minnesota. And the movement is educating Americans away from an ideology that threatens to not only further pit Americans against each other, but to forever dismiss the principles of individual liberties found in the Declaration of Independence, while destroying individual rights that are outlined in our Constitution.
3: Mm-hmm, that is right. And joining us again to continue the conversation we started with him last week is Kendall, Kla- Kla- Kendall Qualls. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Tongue-twister>. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. And uh, you are going to help us talk about uh, your ministry, your work with Take Charge Minnesota. Um, Kendall is a former candidate for the United States uh, House of Representatives, and now, president of his new nonprofit organization called Take Charge, and this organization strives to unite Americans, regardless of background, toward a shared history and a common set of beliefs, celebrating the idea of the American dream and encourage people working to achieve it. Kendall, thanks again for joining us tonight on Education America.
1: Well, thank you so so much for having me, guys.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, Kendall, we're going to start off uh, just. Following up a little bit of what you alluded to briefly last week, you had spoken about just nationally across the country, how graduation rates across high schools, uh, the numbers uh, just being abysmal, and you had stated in the past uh, that up to 50% of black kids in Minneapolis don't graduate from high school. And the Minnesota Report Card, which is published by the Minnesota Department of Education, what it does is it posts the result of Minnesota students' performance on the National Assessment of Educational Progress, or otherwise known as the NAEP tests. And the proficiency gap between white and minority students across the state are some of the widest in the country. In light of how the critical race theory argument is appealing you know, to emotionalism and isn't measurable with the usage of data, talk to the importance of, of data when it comes to examining proficiencies in the education between white and minority students.
1: Yeah, you know, it's even broader—not just you know, just using data to to um, look at the, the gap between that. Mm-hmm. It is just you know, we, we want to make our kids competitive in the marketplace, and so we 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 could, we potentially have people that are apathetic about the problem because they may think, well, I live in a very good school district, and it's not that big deal. I'm sorry for those kids, but it's not that big deal for me. Right. But when if you look at the if you look at the entire the, the whole. Um, but from a holistic standpoint, mm-hmm. what you'll find is ACT scores, all these nationalized t- test scores, they're declining. Yes. Over you know, If you look at it over a decade, right? They're, yep. they're dec- it's, a, it's a downward Actually, longer goal. even.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and so the issue is not, hey, I'm in the best school district in the state. It is your child, even though you may be in the best school district in the state, mm-hmm. your child is not as competitive nationally as um, they, they would have been five years ago. And so, why, why are we spending all this money, resources, and time on making sure people feel, you know, got the right label, you know, you know, whatever their personal pronoun is,
2: yeah. <laughs> and
1: fo- focusing on, um, you know, actually some school districts are doing away with their gifted and talented program because they want people to be at parity of each other. Because, it, well, it's not it's not fair that this 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 student has an opportunity to excel in AP courses when these other kids don't have that mm-hmm. opportunity mm-hmm. Um, going down, dumbing down is not the way to make not only our kids competitive, but our country competitive. It's, it's a losing proposition.
3: Yeah. yep, right. And you're right, Kendall, that those scores have been decreasing. They've actually been decreasing. I think even since the 1960s, this has been a steady decline that we have seen. And I do think all Americans are somewhat naive to that truth and where we stand Um, As as Mark stated at the beginning when he talked about this question with you, where we stand in the national, the international community. And um, we as Americans need to stand up and value true education and see it as a way for us to be training up kids to be excellent citizens, not see it as a way to change culture, which is how the left has used education, increasingly so over the course of time.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, to, to that point, if I can, um, mm-hmm. before the next question, yeah, you know, one of the, one of the board members of uh, the, the Center for American Experiment, what, what got them really started with this tour was that he was taking his granddaughter the, to school one day, one of the top school districts in the state.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He, some change fell out of his pocket, and his, and his granddaughter bent down in the back seat to pick it up and give it to her grandfather, and she picked up a quarter. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, I know that guy. He, he's a bad guy. He's one of the bad guys.
2: <laughs> and, to, to, to,
1: and to the point that she said, he said, What are you talking about? He goes, Well yeah, he was the first president, but he was he owned slaves.
3: Oh my mm. gosh. Unbelievable. And so they've been, a young child. They've been using mm-hmm.
1: they've been using this this omission, this education by omission. Mm-hmm on on the key points of not putting you know slavery in context in the world that it was in the time as it was
2: mm-hmm. and
1: how do you and undermining you know the the i would say the credibility the authority of the founding fathers and the documents that they authored, and for our country yeah because this has been going on for a long time we're just seeing it on steroids today
3: exactly exactly
0: And, you know, we talk about the parity and the dumbing down. I mean, there's really this approach to kind of make a one-size-fits-all. But we know, you know, that one size does not fit all. And when it comes to the educational needs for Minnesota families, every legislative session, school choice legislation in this state, it's roundly defeated in the House and also, you know, at the governor's mansion. And a recent uh, Real Clear Opinion research poll showed that of more than the 800 people that were polled 66% of blacks, 68% of Hispanic, and 66% Asian families supported giving parents the option to use tax dollars designated for their child's education to send their child to the public or private school that best fits their needs. Now, according to an April online Alpha News article, the survey also said that these results, quote, were the highest level of support for school choice ever recorded from major American Federation of Children national polling with a sample size this large. Would you care to speak to that at all, Kendall?
1: Yeah, you know, it's obvious. It's obvious. Number one, I mean, parents want choice. They, they see the calamity that, that um, the last lockdown, COVID lockdown caused. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of parents got a chance to see what curriculum was actually being taught for the first time yes. because of virtual learning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and again, I, I think more than anything, what, you know, a lot of parents are getting, getting to see that, you know, I'm, they're not necessarily getting the quality results they're wanting, and then also what's being taught from a value standpoint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, choice choice is, is, is inherent into just the nature of who we are as Americans. Right. Mm-hmm. And to, imp- to impede that choice yes. mm-hmm. is, goes against everything who we are as an American. It, it's, it's, um, it, it's, it's really t- t- totalitarian as you think about it. It's, mm-hmm. it's not representative government. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. why I, only, I always encourage people, you know, regardless of where you are in your life, and the capacity that you have, right? You know, get involved in in, in civic politics, whether it's school board, city council. We, we need to get Americans, not politicians. We need to get Americans involved in the government again.
0: Yeah, we talk about this concept of choice. It's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, exactly. which of course involves choice, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, and it's ironic that so many of the people that are opposed to school choice are also the very ones that are demanding choice when it comes to abortion rights right. and, and what have you, the rights of the unborn. And um, yet, not in this case. In <laughs> this case, absolutely no, no choice. One size fits all right. is um, what they go for. Um, well, Kendall, as people well, are... Yeah. Go ahead. Did you want to say something to that? No,
1: no. Go ahead. No, please yeah. go ahead.
3: Okay. Um, as people are increasingly seeing the need, what can families do to demand more from their elected representatives, especially since they continuously pledge to care for families of color, while at the same time they continue to take a hard stance against school choice legislation.
1: Well, I'm I'm convinced, and I've been around this long enough to understand that um, politicians are not going to do it on their own. Um, America's mm-hmm. got got have to have to then take take their government back as a representative government and not a special interest government to any any you know organizations that, that are out there. Mm-hmm. And so what do I what do I what do I mean by that? Well, here here is the here's how I explain it to them. So you work hard for your for your money to provide for your family, mm-hmm. to provide for your home, the money that you pay every six months or whatever in your property taxes,
2: mm-hmm. that
1: money is going to pay the school administration, the teacher salary even the a little equity specialist or whatever that role is. <laughs> right. And to undermine the values that you teach your children
3: mm-hmm. and
1: undermine, because, coach, it's your money and they're using it against you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: That's such a good that way to really frame it. What an excellent way to frame it.
1: And I think, like, you have to, it is time for us as, as Americans to remember we've been living off the, the fumes and the mm-hmm. blessings of our grandparents and great grandparents. Yeah. We haven't had to do anything for the liberties and for the school, you know. You know, I went to school. I went to the, some some schools that weren't that great growing up as a kid,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I was still able to achieve in in this country because that, all you need is the basics of the education to get it. All you want to understand is how how what a blessing it is to be call, to call yourself an American. Right. And people can prosper. These mm-hmm. kids are getting They're they're being told the opposite. Literally, that you know, they believe that they they belong to a racist, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, evil country. Literally, and it's it's absolutely sad. It's um, so anyway. I'm encouraging parents to to get involved. Um, they, they're going to have to get involved because the country that um, we need to fight for mm-hmm. is something that their grandparents or great grandparents did.
3: Mm-hmm. And it's time for
1: them to step up to the plate. Mm-hmm. That's right.
3: It's hard to believe how quickly that changed. You know, I think about um, my father fought in World War II. He's now passed on. He would be 97 if he was still alive today. And, you know, my parents are amongst that group that you're referencing, Kendall, where they fought for our our freedom. And they then took for granted, not not because they hadn't put in their time. I think they thought... The war is won. They didn't need to keep battling for the freedom. You know, they figure the the enemy is from the outside. But what little right. they didn't realize is that actually the enemy came in on the inside. Then through our universities and um, through the even the way they trained teachers back in the nineteen twenties at Columbia. Um, yep. That's when we started to see that progressive movement take hold, and and they just I think it just came they it caught them unaware and um you know here we are now trying to fight back against more of an invisible enemy that's becoming a little bit more visual as you've said they're they're kind of kind of overstepping right now the the they're left is and they're anymore, not hiding sure. anything anymore which does help to some degree because i think it's waking more people up
0: but the problem with that right. though unfortunately is if people don't know history then they're going to. True. They don't know where they're going. They don't know where they're going.
3: And they don't even know really what the truth is to know if if what they're being told is lies or truth. Right. And when lies
0: are presented, they can be made to sound good. Yeah. Especially, you know, so you you just, if you don't know where we've come from, you don't know where you're going.
3: Yep. I know. They've cut them off from their history. Well, as you've been speaking to people across the state from various backgrounds, what are some of the reasons people still give for their lack of support for school choice legislation?
1: Well, you know, I, I think if anything is again, is apathy is one. Number two is people are frozen. They don't want to be labeled, you know, one of these wackos or anything like that, right? <laughs> right. And then, but but the, the, but the other the other thing they feel that well, it'll take money from away from the school public school system, and I'm I'm a big proponent of public schools. Mm-hmm. But what 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 I've come to learn and you know have just come to this realization and just, is that um, the public school that we knew that we grew up with. Mm-hmm. Is don't, don't no longer exist. They're mm-hmm. using the label, right? They're using the, it, It's it's really like false advertising. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the same. It's not the same organization. It's not the it's not the same principal people that used to used to run it,
2: mm-hmm. and th-
1: that they they have an agenda that's very different. And I and I truly believe that there's a lot of school teachers, um, even some administrators, that have the best intentions in, in, in heart and everything mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. but don't realize how 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 far their organization has moved from the original mandate and mm-hmm. and also who, who's the ultimate customer it's not the school board it's not the teachers union right it's not the administrators from you know the county the universities where right. they all got their e, you know the ED, edu's right mm-hmm. it is the actual parents and the, and the parents and the students right right mm-hmm. and um you know what c- c- teachers should not be instructing their kids to hide their work or hide their assignments from their parents,
3: mm-hmm. That's a, that could be the first sign.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a little bit of a red flag. Or or those yeah. or those teachers that were caught uh, saying, you know, we got to make sure that the parents don't see what we're teaching them while they're on Zoom. And so some one state was trying to get their parents to sign um, confidentiality statements, promising not to watch their child's Zoom classroom. Um, with the excuse that, well, we didn't want you seeing other students. Well, you know, that's a valid concern, but it's certainly any parent that would have signed one of those. (laughs) I have to question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, for people that, you know, they don't listen to, you know, talk radio programs such as this one and and many others, and and even people that have a a complete distrust when it comes to the media, and rightfully so, (laughs) Um, as a grass movement uh, roots movement what other things have you been doing to get your message out to the people across uh, minnesota outside of some of these town halls that have, have been held over the last couple months
1: well I, i'm i've become a firm believer in um the power of multimedia so i i, I spent my entire career in the private sector uh, outside of serving in the army mm-hmm. and uh, one of the things you know we've learned over the course of the career and managing you know multi-million dollar business units is that To reach the marketplace and to, to get, to galvanize decision making, um, whether your product is a, you know, multi-million dollar product or multi-thousand dollar product, you got to connect with people head and heart. I call it head and heart, Mm -hmm. intellectually and emotionally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is using objective data, but also that this passion of why that's important. And so that's how I've been connecting and using multimedia video settings, and um, and platforms. You know, I, I never considered myself a, a producer, but the, that's what I'm finding myself doing because we have great messages
2: mm-hmm.
1: to, to share with American people. Then, yes, the intellectual side, the data, but also the emotional part, because people are not driven to make decisions objectively just by data. Right. It has. There's got to be an emotional tangible asset comp- component to it as well mm-hmm. so that's that's how we communicate that and sharing that um via social media has it, it, been a big route and i've been shocked to be honest with you, how well this has gone in just a short period of time mm-hmm. i've gotten calls from and emails from 21 different cities wanting to start take charge chapters
3: oh that's wow. excellent I,
1: i've been speaking all across the country i've got, I got a, i'm gonna be speaking in new Hampshire tomorrow morning via zoom and I'm traveling. I've already got my first invitation to speak at a university campus.
3: Oh, that's even, great. yes, that's wonderful, too.
1: Yes. <laughs> university of North Carolina. And um, and so um, the message is getting out there, and we're using social media to supplement the boots on the ground and the speaking engagements.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm so glad to hear this. That's great news, Kendall, mm-hmm. that your message is getting out. And like I said, your videos are very high quality, and I think people are resonating with the message. So that's good. Um, you also have these take charge ambassadors we talked about them a little for a little while I think in the first show we did with you a week ago um, and they are an integral part of the work being done to bring change within communities as opposed to political solutions that come from the outside how important is remembering family history when it comes to bringing change within communities and share with our listeners what this effort is all about.
1: Well, I'm so I'm so you know what I've never realized. I think my history teacher from high school would be so proud. And um, <laughs> man, I'm just literally jumping to that Kendall Qualls is excited about history <laughs> um, be, because that's where you get your strength. That's where you get our connection.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know what? I, I'm not a native. I made I'm, I've made Minnesota my uh, my adopted home state.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: For all of the people that are native, that grown here, this we live all over the country. In my corporate moves. Mm-hmm. But we found a significant quality of life. There's value here in the state. We love it, and I just want to help to make it even a better state. But I want to give you a connection on why history is so important. Minnesota was one of the first Union states to send troops in the Civil War. Mm-hmm. It was a non-slaveholding state, mm-hmm. and it had it had the worst collateral damage, the worst from from a casualty. Uh, in the Civil War, of, of their unit, the first Minnesota mm. regiment lost eighty percent of the troops at the Battle of Gettysburg. Oh wow! It's a re- it's a record casualty rate to this very day in the United States Army.
3: Hmm. For, I did not know that. For, good to know. Yes,
1: and for for a descendant of an American black slave to run for office in this day, I, I couldn't be more honorable honored
2: mm-hmm.
1: to to be. Uh, in the state, in, in for a state that uh, had the highest, well, highest casualty rate. Basically, the, the amount of blood spent is, is high currency, mm-hmm. and um, and to know that you know my descendants of of my family who benefited from that, the gracious nation, it, 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 you know, to live an honorable, decent life, and to mm-hmm. contribute to society. In in, in a state that contributed so much, Mm -hmm. I just think Mm -hmm. how important that we know history is. Just that is just one example Mm -hmm. from a connection standpoint between all of us.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, beautiful.
0: You know, Kendall, there there are people out there that are listening to the national and local conversations surrounding critical race theory, and many of these same people, you know, everybody can agree wholeheartedly uh, that you know racist people exist. However, they may be hesitant to speak out or get involved because they fear retribution if they oppose critical race theory. They they fear being labeled, you know, a racist or denying the black experience. They just fear being canceled. So what do you say to these people and these families that want their voices to be heard and their actions to count, yet they're paralyzed to say or do anything because of fear?
1: Sure. So I, 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 give, I give several reasons, but number one, I I let them make them aware that Critical race theory is not a new civil rights movement.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It, there's no Martin Luther King in front of this march and on this movement for critical race. There's no Martin Luther King. Not even Al Sharpton's in the front of this thing.
2: Mm-hmm. It is
1: a progressive left movement, and and it's so, so ironic. Most of the people that's cr- you know crying, you're, you know, you're a racist, you're a racist, are white. Right. They're, they're, oh, another white person that they're racist. Yeah,
3: right. uh, it's true.
1: This, this is, you know how ironic is that. But the other part of this is that I, I just I just go back to that. You know the social contract that that most Americans, the vast majority of Americans had after the death of Martin Luther King, this idea of judging character over over skin color.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So the content of your character is what we judge, and, and you know what? There's been a universal acceptance of that narrative. Well, who are they? Who are they to change it?
3: It's mm-hmm. a good and, point. And who well, yeah. gave them
1: the mandate? <laughs> Mm Who gave the mandate to change it? -hmm. I mean, this is America. Someone doesn't come down from Mount Olympus and 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 unroll a scroll. (laughs) This is now the new standard.
2: Right. Mm -hmm.
1: And so I I I tell people to start there. Who are you to change it? And then then and then just let them answer it. Don't say another word. And let just let the quiet question hang in the air.
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's good.
0: And, you know, interesting, too, you, you will hear people quote Martin Luther King about how the riot is the voice or the language rather, of the voices that are not being heard. But they never quote that darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do mm-hmm. that. Hatred mm-hmm. cannot drive out hatred, but only love can do that. Mm-hmm. And that could, that ties okay. that whole virtuous piece back in we riot. were talking about last week.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and then it goes back to that. You got to remember, you know, Martin Luther King was a pastor, Christian pastor. That's right. First, right. And his movement his movement was a christian movement um he led the the southern leadership christian organization and and his movement was about getting full access to constitutional rights Mm -hmm. nothing more nothing less
3: Mm -hmm. and now it's so ironic that christians get lumped into um this whole critical theory that you know christ it's not just white who are oppressors it's christians that are oppressors it's you know, capitalists that are oppressors, and uh, so yeah, that's a good reminder that MLK was a pastor, a Christian pastor. So, would you say well, it's pretty fair to say that the ideology of critical race theory is itself racist?
1: Well, uh, here is what I said. Th- not, not only is it racist, um, it, it, what what it does, it it ta- it just it devoids you of any individual attributes, in the individual freedoms, anything that's. That's associated with constitutional liberties, right. as an individual.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you know, I'm sure you know. Pretty soon, it's not. It's, it's going. They're going to start lumping people in. If you're over six feet, you you have an advantage um, <laughs> in life. So you, yeah. we're going to lump you with the, you know all everyone that's short, and, um, and they're going to even label that as a you know as a as a bad language.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yes, it, it, it is. It, it is an anti Christian, anti American. Do, uh, doctrine
3: mm-hmm. and uh,
1: ideology. It literally is. That's what Black Lives Matter literally is is their tactical arm of critical race theory.
3: Yes. 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 And I, I would encourage our listeners to look them up and do some research um, because BLM is not at all what it sounds to be on the outside. And... Yeah, right.
0: and the, yeah. and even the the founders of that organization have said that cultural Marxism, Marxist theory, is really was influential mm-hmm. and inspirational. What to them, them.
2: Mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: Well, Kendall, it's been reported. If, you know, okay, if I ahead. can make a comment, quick yes. comment about yes. that.
1: You know, you know it's, it's, I think it's important. I, I got to figure out a way to do this, but especially for young people today, they won't. They don't know what Marxism is.
2: Ah, and how point. evil it good is. point. Good I point. Mean, they haven't been it's taught a it. Label. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, right. It's a label that they have no reference towards.
3: That's a really good point. We need to remember that. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that that's certainly another thing uh, to be taught uh, to people um, out in the, in the communities. Um, what other things do you believe need to be taught in order to get us back to where we uh, were as a country? You did mention earlier about the importance of remembering family history.
3: Mm-hmm. And we just have well, like, I, you about know, a it's, minute. It's the importance of mem-
1: <laughs> yeah, important just just if we just, it's just if we just go back to re- teaching the, the, the virtues of, of the United States. Mm-hmm. You know the, the the good things, the bad things, everything in totality. Yes. There's a reason why people migrate here. It's not just because you know we have great oh, we have great WalMarts. We got great shopping. You <laughs> right. can be anyone that you want to be. Yeah,
3: yeah, and that is something that I think is a great way for us to end this wonderful conversation that we've had for the last two weeks. That you know the idea in America is that you can be whatever you want to be. But especially if you've been given the opportunity at education and your Take Charge Minnesota group focusing on education, family, and faith, you want to set kids up for that success so that they can all experience that American dream. And I just want to say thank you, Kendall, for all of your excellent work. And I'm so glad to see that you are um, getting a lot of uh, traction with your message, not just here in Minnesota, but across the country And we wish you the best, and we hope that our listeners will go get involved by looking at your website, TakeChargeMN.org, TakeChargeMN.org, and then listen to our podcast at SaveTheClassroom.org, SaveTheClassroom.org, and then join us next week. Right, Mark? We'll be here. All right. Every
0: Saturday. All right. 6 p.m. AM, 1280, The Patriots.
3: Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Have a great night. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kendall.